0: your gifts and for your love Uh, we truly appreciate this church and the people that God has put uh, with us to work together for his kingdom and we're so glad that you are part of what God is doing here amen Amen. today I'm going to be speaking uh, from this Christmas story and um, I just want to ask the Lord to bless it the word i want god to touch your heart and touch your mind so you understand uh, from the scriptures what god is set aside for your life is so beautiful father spirit of the living god please we ask that you share with us that you give us that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that the eyes of our understanding being enlightened we would know the hope of our calling that we know the exceeding greatness of your power towards us, because we believe in the riches of the glory of your inheritance in us as saints. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning I want to go into some insights for living from the Christmas story. The whole book that's the Bible has insights for living and we can draw from these insights and really live a quality life here on earth and not be afraid because God is with us. Uh, the Christmas story is loaded with insights for us to live. Now as you go into the Christmas story and basically you want to go into look because it goes all the way back to so when John the Baptist was born, how the angels, uh, angels came to uh, Mary and to Zachariah just told the story. But I want you to think about what was going on. All of a sudden, the time was fulfilled, and God began to move. He held nothing back. The whole universe, the whole world, It was just after this one thing, all of a sudden angels started appearing. The stars took their place. The whole creation came together for this unique event. All for you. All because of you. God was holding nothing back because you are so special to him. You should never think less of yourself. You are special to Him regardless of what's happened to you in your past. Regardless of what you've done. You are special to the Lord and God will hold nothing back just to have you become a part of His family. All of that was just to have you become a part of His family. You're that special to Him. Regardless of what you think about yourself, you are that special to the Lord so he held nothing back that was his plan it was time to execute his plan and God was stopping at nothing just to get his plan worked out now First thing I want to, I want you to understand as God plans and as you come into the kingdom, the Bible said He called us. Jesus Himself said, no one can come to me except the Heavenly Father draws him. If you have a heart for the Lord Jesus, that was not because of you. It was because God has seen something in you and says, I want this person for my family. That makes you special. You need to think about that and change the way you think about yourself and think the way God thinks about you. God has a plan for your life. Not according to what you think, but according to what he determined from the foundation of the world. When this time came, God wanted to do his work and picked a family out. Zachariah and his wife Elizabeth and he wanted to do a work in their life but he didn't go, he did not go according to their plan it's more important you see Zachariah and Elizabeth were very godly people they served God all their lives they gave everything to God and but they needed a child And they prayed, when they were younger, they prayed to God for a child. And God did not give them a child, they thought. But they did everything to please God. God was working on his own timetable. I believe that God thought in his heart, I am bringing somebody special into the world, and that womb of Elizabeth, I'm not going to permit any other child to go in there. First, that special child that I'm preparing for the world, that child is the child that's going to open up that womb. They pray. Now, you have to understand what was happening to Elizabeth and Zachariah. Now, if you read In uh, Exodus chapter 23, verse 25, God says, So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. He will take sickness away from the midst of you. And he says, there will be no miscarriage in your home among the children of Israel. You won't have miscarriages, and there shall no one be barren in all your household. Now, these were people that were serving God. And in their youth, they prayed to God because Elizabeth was barren. And they knew the shame of it. The suggestion is something is wrong, the implication, something is wrong with this couple. Yes, they seem faithful on the outside. They go to God and they worship, but in our land, this is forbidden. If you are a child of God and you serve God faithfully, you ought to have a child. God promised that. And so they had to leave with that reproach upon your lives. But God was not going with your time. God was going with his own time. God had determined, I'm going to send John the Baptist, the greatest of all prophets. Amen. Amen. That includes Moses. The greatest, Jesus said, no man born of woman had been greater than this man. John the Baptist. And God determined that won't be special. And I'm going to keep that womb for John. Amen? Because it's a special child. The whole creation, salvation story is connected to that child. That womb is special. Amen? But that's not the way John the Baptist, uh, the parents thought about it. Uh, Zachariah and, and Elizabeth they didn't think about it that way. My point is, when, when you are called into the kingdom of God, God calls you with a purpose you are special. The reason he brought you into the kingdom is to make things easy for you. You will have troubles, but to make things easy for you on the earth and to bless you, to take care of you because you are special. He has a purpose for your life. And I said on Wednesday that if there is anything in your life that is an affliction, something negative. God was, says, these light afflictions are working for you at width of glory. They're working. They're working for your good. That's why the Bible says, all things work together for good. They will have wanted their child at an early age. God was thinking about a miracle. The time was not fulfilled. He comes at the time that Christ comes. Amen? so god has a thing in your life god has something good he wants to do in your life wait for his plan don't give up amen let him fulfill his plan now listen to this Luke chapter 1 verse 6 and 7 and they were both righteous before god that's zacharias and elizabeth they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. Just because things are happening in your life in the negative, if you are walking with God, doesn't mean God has forgotten you. John, the, uh, I mean, uh, Zachariah and Elizabeth thought God didn't answer their prayer. But God had a plan. They walked blameless, but he says, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they both were advanced in years. Elizabeth, as she praised God for what God had done in her life, she said, you have taken the reproach away from me. They suffered through that reproach many years. People possibly said things negative about them, but notice what? They walked before God blameless. In righteousness. They were righteous before God. They didn't care what people said about, about them. They didn't care about the fact that they prayed and seemingly God didn't answer their prayer. They remained faithful. We miss our blessings when we change and we start asking questions and start, we become, when we become negative and we begin to turn around, we miss the plan of God for our lives. Just the the fact that you are doing everything that you know to do and you are expecting something from God doesn't mean he's going to do it in your own timetable. you wait for his timetable. And, And the way he does it, when he does it, he does it in a big way. You stand out when he's through. He makes you a showcase. Showcase to the world to see. But always in his own time. That's why I'm preaching on some insights for living. These are insights from the Christmas story that we can draw from and have peace in ourselves that God is at work for us. He's at work for you. God is holding nothing back when he brought Jesus into the world, the whole creation, if you can read in Romans chapter 8, that the whole creation groans in pain. Waiting for the revealing of the sons of god you and me amen all tied together because of you you are so special to god and he won't deny anything he deny you anything he just will have refused to give him the opportunity and to believe so you need to understand delay doesn't mean denial just because God is not doing it at the time that you expect him to do it, doesn't mean he didn't hear your prayer. And he's not going to do it. He has in his own heart. David said, you have taught this thing, God, in your own heart to do these things. Who's going to stop you? Why are you doing this for me? Why do you love me so much? Amen. But he was saying that even before the promise came to pass. That's what we should do. That should be our attitude towards the Lord. Amen? That doesn't mean we won't have troubles. But those troubles are working for us. Come to understand this. All things work together for good. It's negative. If it's good, it doesn't matter. If you trust God, just know this. Settle it in your heart. It's working for your good. It may not make sense now, but God is cooking something for you. And it's going to taste good when you finish through. Amen? He just needs a little bit more ingredient for this work. Amen. You know, the angel appeared to Zachariah. Look at what he says. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zachariah, for your prayer is heard. And the guy's going, What prayer? <laughs> We've given up praying about that. Amen. They had forgotten about it. They, I believe they prayed for a while. And they got older and they said, well, it's never going to happen. Forget it. No, God heard it and said it. He answered at that time. Many times Christians pray and they think, well, God didn't hear us. No, if you prayed according to the will of God, he heard you. And the Bible says, if you know he's heard, then you know you have the petition. Just know. We need to just trust him and give him the opportunity to work it out for us. All things work together for good so I can rest, you can rest, amen, and rest in his love, and have that great attitude about life, because you have a great father, and you have a good father, so denial, uh, delay doesn't mean denial, he's going to come through, he'll come through in a way that you don't even expect, but when he's through, when you look back, oh that was good, Amen? amen, that was good, Another thing that we can learn from the Christmas message is that there is a possibility for us, we can actually talk our way, our way out of a miracle from God. Yes, God wants to do the miracle, but we talk our way out of it. You see, the angel appeared to Zachariah and said, Your prayer has been heard. And Zachariah asked a question. Mary did the same thing, about the same thing, when the angel appeared to Mary. She asked the question, how can this thing be? <laughs> when you want to ask God a question, if you are going to question God, never question him in unbelief. If you que- he knows your heart. If you are questioning him in his aspiration and unbelief, he doesn't want that. But if you are asking for clarification, God, I know you're going to do this. How are you going to do this? He'll walk with you. Amen. He's going to walk with you. But many times Christians, when they say why, they are saying things against the Lord. That's why the Bible says in Malachi chapter 3, your words are hard against me. Because you was saying, what prophet is there, is there to worship God? We don't benefit from worshiping God. We've been doing all of these things. We prayed and we fasted and, 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 and nothing is happening. What you're saying is, it's not profitable. And God is listening and say, Whoa, your words are stout against me. They are against me. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. What you say will affect your life. And we have a good lesson from the Christmas story. When the angel Gabriel appeared, you know Gabriel was mentioned first in in uh, Daniel, and then all of a sudden it, Gabriel started appearing everywhere. Then angels started appearing everywhere. Something great was about to take place, and Gabriel was in hesitant to uh, to let himself known. I am Gabriel, I'm bringing the word from the Lord to you. But look, listen to this and the angel of the lord said to him i am gabriel who stand in the presence of god hey i'm telling you i stand in the presence of god your wife is going to give birth to a child you don't believe it look you want me to flap my wings a little bit so you can tell i am an angel talking to you you need another miracle i am gabriel i stand in the presence of god And I was sent to speak to you and to bring you these glad tidings. Amen. But behold, you will will be mute and not able to speak until the, the day these things take place. Because you did not believe my words which will be fulfilled in their own time. I used to wonder, what is this? Mary did about the same thing. Is it that Mary had more favor from God than Zachariah, and she was able to get away with what she did? The difference was, Mary was asking for clarification. He was asking out of unbelief. And God decided, you are not going to speak a word anymore from this day. Now, we always hear that Zacharias became uh, dumb. He couldn't speak. No. He was mute. He couldn't hear and he couldn't speak. God shut down his, ear, his hearing and shut down his speech. He couldn't say a word. How do, I, how do we know this? When they were going to name John the Baptist, they had to make signs to him, right? They made signs to him as to what he, wants, he wanted the name of the child to be called. You understand? They made signs. If he could hear, all they have to do is speak to, him in Hebrew, speak to him in Hebrew, right? Or Aramaic and he'll hear. But they had to make signs. God was saying, I don't want you to hear any other word. The last word you'll hear from those ears, the words the angel spoke to you. Amen? You're going to have a boy. meditate on it in your quietness you're not going to hear anything and you're not going to say anything you're on your own you keep thinking about what you heard amen i'm going to close this your mouth because when you get back home and you start saying to them and you know he came out he wanted to speak remember that and then he was speechless you see he must have seen a vision and the angel knew and god knew if i let this fellow speak He'll talk himself out of the miracle. And others will talk him out of the miracle. Are you sure it was an angel that spoke to you? How do you know it was not a demon? Are you you sure it was an angel? Look, let's, let's, let's come down to the earth. I mean, let's be real about it. You are old. And look at your wife. She's old. I mean, there is no way this can happen. And then you begin to think, I must... Maybe it was a bad dream. Maybe, yeah, so I don't know. I can't tell anymore. And before long you've changed your, your, the way you speak. But God knew God had a purpose. This was not going to be disturbed. God had prepared John. He was going to be, go before Jesus. And nobody, not Zachariah, no one is going to stop this. I'll shut you up. I wish God shut some of us up all <laughs> man. For our own sake, amen? Amen. Shut us up. As before you know it, yeah, 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 no, 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 pastor, we have prayed, we have fasted, why is God, why is that? Why don't you shut up? Mm. (laughs) Mm. And you can imagine God listening to that. He says, oh no. You see, he's such a good God. He can not help himself. He has to do good. And the only guys available for him to do his good is you. We're not giving him enough room, because yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just talking yourself out of these miracles. Well, I know God's word said this, but who wants to know what you think? The word is already spoken. We stay with the word. Amen. God wants to bless you. You must. You must take that and rest in that. That's what's missing in the church. Rest in it. You can make the miracles happen. Let him do it his own way. Amen. Let him do it. Let him do it. We must believe the message from God god is giving us he said go and tell them the good news he said to zachariah there will be joy in your family a lot of people will rejoice because of the birth of this son of yours but i'm not going to let you speak until after that child is born and you can read the story because of the different miracles that happened Everyone was talking about this boy, and they were wondering, What's going to, "What kind of child is this?" Even before he became a man, they knew there was something about it. And when Elizabeth gave birth, they all rejoiced. All the neighbors rejoiced, and they knew this child was special. So it was no—it was no big deal for them to see John the Baptist in the wilderness eating locusts. Amen. I like Pastor Andy to be eating locust and <laughs> to prove God sent him. No I'm kidding. But we must believe the message. It's so important that we believe God's message for your life. One scripture can change and change and transform your life—a message from God. This, this, and I've repeated this over and over again for you, for you and for me, my own life. The Lord is my shepherd. What comes after that? Just establish that in your heart and rest in Christ. I don't know. I just, it will never happen. Amen. Should say to yourself, as long as there is a God, that's the message. It will not happen. And any time things begin to come against that, God will remember his covenant with you. And begins, he will begin to pull the strings. But what we do is that we accept the things that have been spoken to us, and we repeat the same things, and we repeat what others are saying. Well, it runs in the family, so you repeat what you heard, and before long it becomes a part of your life. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. We must believe God's message. And that's the difference between Zechariah and Mary. Zachariah didn't believe, but Mary believed the word. And this, was what, what the, this is exactly what the scripture tells us here. Then Mary said to the angel, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. You know what that was? Mary was saying, I accept it. Amen. I accept it. Let it be to me according to your word. Have you ever reasoned why God didn't just do it without talking to Mary? Did he need permission from Mary? Why announce it to just a big deal? I'm going to send an angel just to announce to Mary. No, he wanted Mary to accept it. Mary had to speak the word. Before this miracle can take place. And so Mary said, yeah, I accept. I don't understand how God's going to do it. But according to what you've told me, that's what I want to happen to me. And the angel said, mission accomplished. Poof, he was back in heaven. Amen. (laughs) He's gone. No argument. God wants to bless us, but you must be willing to accept the blessing. You must be open to accept the blessing. All of those things we've heard from people outside faith, from our experience, and all of those things, that those are the things that are blocking God's blessings upon our lives. We don't accept, we think about our lineage, the DNA, what wrongs in the family, what others have said, and all of that, and we don't stay with God's word, we don't accept it. And God cannot give something to you if you are not wanting to receive it. The Bible says the desires of a righteous man shall what be granted. Well, if you don't have any desire, there is nothing to grant. You have to want it. You look at the promise, the word that was spoken to you, and you say, God, let it happen to me. Now I told the story about David. David was told that Jesus was going to be his son... And the king forever. And David went into the temple. Sat before God. And started worshiping God. And then said to the Lord. Now these things that you have said. You, of your own volition. You did it on your own. Now I want you to fulfill it. In other words. I want it. Amen. I want it. And God did it. You believe. And you have to want it. So she believed. When the message was spoken to her. And she, Mary, was not going to stay still. As soon as the angel left, she said, wow, this is wonderful. I'm going to be with child. And the angel, so just to confirm what God had said, now look, you're, there's Elizabeth over there. God, She's pregnant with child. And Mary would say, really? You mean that old lady got pregnant? I got to see this. Amen she could she was restless i'm sure she didn't sleep that night she had to see the, uh, uh, elizabeth pregnant with child and that would confirm what the angel had said to her she believed but she needed a little confirmation and she was putting action faith, uh, uh, faith into action she had to see it and the bible says she traveled to be with elizabeth amen she traveled to verify this thing If she's pregnant, I'm going to have a baby. That's a lot of faith. Amen. Without a man. That's a lot of faith. And that's what God is calling us to believe. He means well for every life. Amen. Well, if there's something happening that is wrong, it didn't come from him. But God says, I sent, I allowed that thing and they're working for your good. Amen. If they're going to turn out for your good. It's just for temporary. It's working for your good. Amen. So Mary went. And verified, and the Bible said, as soon as uh, Elizabeth heard her greet, John the Baptist got filled with the Holy Ghost inside his mother's womb. The first time that's ever happened, and a child that is still developing leaped for joy. (laughs) Amen. That's an amazing thing. He leaped inside. He knew the Savior was around. You can't get baptized in the Holy Ghost without Jesus being present. Amen. He was there. And so John the Baptist got filled with the Holy Ghost, and the mother felt it, the anointing came into her, and instead she began to prophesy to Mary. And those words, she said this: "Blessed is she, Luke: 145. Blessed is she who believed." For there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Blessed is she who believed. If you believe, you are blessed. If you don't believe, your blessing will not come to you. Just believing the word of God has already brought the blessing into your life. She believed something that was extraordinary and God blessed her for it and gave her that child. Until this earth is taken away. Mary will be talked about constantly, possibly every day. Somebody saying something about Mary, the mother of Jesus, because of her faith. It was her faith and her devotion to God that brought that favor upon her life. She trusted God just like that. I like Paul. When you have a promise that is given to you and you believe it and are excited about what was spoken to you, a promise. You hold on to the promise and you believe it. God will come through in his own time and the word will be fulfilled. But us as believers, you as a believer, God is calling us now to examine the promises he's made to us and to take them to ourselves and decide my life will be changed because of what I saw in that book. I'm not going to stay with it. I believe God. That's what happened with with uh, Paul. Paul was traveling, I believe, to Rome. And they had a serious problem in the sea. And they were all going to drown. And the, 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 the people in the ship, they were so disturbed, they were not eating. Everybody was worried. They were going to die. But Paul told them, he had seen an angel. That spoke to him about what was going to happen. He was still in the middle of the sea, and an angel spoke to him. These guys would not eat, and Paul was telling them, "Look, <laughs> calm down." I'm sure they were all looking at him like, "What kind of a guy is this?" I mean, we're all worried here, and here is this guy. He is cool. It's nothing. Like nothing is happening. But why was he so cool? Because an angel had spoken to him. If you read in Acts chapter 27, verse 23 through 25, it says, For there, Paul was telling them, Come down, an angel of God stood by me. He says, I belong to this God. And the angel said, Do not be afraid. The, uh, the, uh, The verse 24, Do not be afraid. Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God had granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart, man, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. He said, I believe God. It will be just. God has already promised him you are going to stand before Caesar. The sea cannot take your life. God has ordained it that you stand before Caesar. And this storm that you see right here is nothing. You are going to stand before Caesar. So forget about this storm. You'll be okay. Not only you, God has also granted the lives of all of these guys with you. And Paul says, yeah, you can look at what you see, but I believe God. He'll be exactly the way he told me. Can you say that about what God says about you? In the scriptures, that's one of the lessons we need to learn. Blessed is she who believed. I believe God. He must. It will be exactly the way God has spoken. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So I don't look at what's happening around me. I'm not looking at the U.S. economy. I'm not looking at my bank account. I just will not want as long as there is a God. I believe God. And that's exactly what happened amen we should encourage ourselves with god's word and think of a beautiful and a glorious future with god because god has promised us that i like it when jesus said the glory that the father has given to me i've given it to you can you imagine walking around with the same glory jesus had on him that's real glory amen that's real glory that's been a master on the earth That's walking with authority. Think about it. No fear, nothing. That was Jesus. And the glory the Father gave to him, he passed it on to me and to you. Amen? Amen. You are glorious. Amen? Amen? You're wonderful. Because of who God has made you. Not what you were raised with, but what God made you. Yes, you are special to him. And if you carry yourself that way, Satan will respect you. I know you will. He respected Jesus when he, told, when he showed up every time. He says, oh, we don't want to deal with you. Have you come to destroy us before the time? Amen. Didn't recognize him because he carried himself that way. He was the light of the world. And who is the light of the world today? You. You are. We should carry ourselves that way. And that Satan harasses us because we don't know who he's made us to become in him. Amen. So we believe what the word says. It will be exactly the way the word was delivered to me. We must believe that. Amen. It, It will give you so much confidence in life. So you rest. You have no worry at all. We are not afraid of death, right? Because we know him. What can be worse than death? I can trust His Word. You can trust His Word. Because it's for you. God gave you His Word. God can give nothing else. When Jesus came, that was the Word, right? He gave you His Word. and That's good enough for me. And that's good enough for you. Amen? He gave you His Word. Now, there were certain things that I saw as I read through the Christmas story. I discovered that things that were not written even in the Old Testament were being revealed to us in the New Testament. Now, about the promise that God made with Abraham. Great promise. They're not written in the Old Testament. But when the Holy Spirit came on Zechariah, he began to speak those things by the power of the Holy Ghost. Things that were done in secret between God and Abraham that were not even recorded, now have been revealed to us so that we can know that you're special. That we're special to him. And we must know this. is God. The word of God called it the promised mercy. Promised mercy. I wanted to know what this is. I, I, I want you to know what this is. And how you can take that promised mercy to your own self, to your own life. So that your life will be transformed. This it was a mercy that God swore to Abraham. I'm going to read this in Luke chapter... Uh, Luke chapter 1 verse 70 through 75 it says as he this is Zacharias speaking now by the power of the Holy Ghost as soon as he wrote the name John the Holy Ghost came on him he he's He started speaking and he could hear. And this was the things, these are the things that he said on that day. He said as he spoke, God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began. So God had been speaking through his holy prophet from the beginning of the world that we, that's you and I be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. He was for us. God freeing us from our enemies. All of them. And their hands upon our life. This was something Jesus came for. And John the Baptist was to start this process for you and for me. So that we can be totally free. I don't see any hand of the enemy on my life. I don't see the hand of the enemy on anyone's life when I walk. But the hand of the enemy is to make life better for you there for your children, bitter for your husband, your wife, and make things hard for you. But God has sent his son to free us from the hand of the enemy, our enemies. Everything that will bring us down, God says no to it. But everything that will increase your, your quality of life, here or not, God says yes to it. Anything that would diminish your quality of life, he says that's your enemy, and I have come to deliver you from that, to save you from that, separate you from that, so you're free. He was a promise that the prophet spoke from the beginning of the world. That was God's plan. That was, that's why on that very day, the the angels were moving the universe, everything, the stars in place. Speaking of this day, a child is born. You know the story. Everything in the universe working together just for you. You're that special to him. It's just the way we have carried ourselves that the universe and the world, I mean, the devils don't respect us. But if we know who we are in Christ, They'll recognize this person knows and get out of the way. It says to perform the mercy promised, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. Our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The promise, the mercy that God promised. God has promised you mercy. Some form called mercy. I need to know what that is. Because if he's promised it, and he promised it with an oath. And with a covenant. A blood covenant. You can never get away from that. You lose your life. God promised it. He says, the oath. So the promise, the oath, which he swore to our father Abraham. So there was an oath. God needed somebody. He said, I'm going to do this regardless. And if you don't believe me, I'm going to swear. And God turned around looking for who to swear. There's no one greater. No one can punish me. I'm the top dog. Amen. So I'm swearing by myself. I'm swearing by myself. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to, this promise that I'm giving to you, the Promise mercy. I'll get it done and I swear by my name. I swear by my throne. I'm going to get this done for you. What is this? He said to grant us that we being delivered from the hands of our enemies might serve him without fear. Serving God is good. I'll tell you why. He said, we have been delivered from the hands of our enemies so we can serve God without fear. It's good because when you serve God, so you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. Exodus 23 verse 25. He'll bless your bread and water. He'll take sickness away from the midst of you because you serve God. He takes sickness away from you. That's the promise. God swore to it. He says, no miscarriage, no barrenness. He says, I will bless you. These blessings will come upon you and overtake you. That's why I said, God, just bless, baptize me with these blessings so that I'll never discover, I mean, never recover from it. God bless you with those blessings so you'll never recover in Jesus' name. Let him pour these blessings upon you. So, you are so filled with it, drunk with it, or drunk with this blessing, so you never recover. It's always according to your faith. And you can't. Sometimes God works so slowly, you won't even recognize He's working. You don't even know He's doing something. Until it gets very big, and then you say, wonder, oh my God. You know how children grow? If they are around you, you don't even notice they are getting tall, Right? And then somebody who's been away for a while, they walk in and say, Oh my goodness, what is this? He does his miracles in a very quiet way. He doesn't even recognize that God is doing it. I see one of that, this kid back there, he's so tall these days. <laughs> but to grant to us that we being delivered from the hands of our enemies might serve him without fear. Every one of us, this was an oath. God wants to bless you. God doesn't want you to be afraid of anything in this world. To serve God without fear. No fear of failure. No fear of want. No fear of sickness. No fear of anything. No fear of children walking away from you and dying early. Nothing. No fear of anything. Serve Him without fear all the days of your life. God swore to it. He swore to it. Why is it happening? Because we will not believe, be it unto you according to your faith. That's what the word says. God says to grant us. He granted this to us. We can have this. But we have to want it. Remember what I said about Mary? Mary says, yeah, I want it. Let it happen to me. When you read the promise, word has spoken to you, listen, let it happen to me. That's me there, God. That's me. Thank you, God. I love you, God. This is wonderful. My life is going to be great. I don't have to die young. I don't have to die of this sickness. I don't have my children acting silly because you will protect your promises, God. He swore to it. He swore to it. Amen is what to it. He can transform my life. He said, in holiness and righteousness before Him all the days of our life. He granted that. I don't have to be destroyed through some kind of crazy habit, God would deliver me from that. And God will deliver you from that. Amen. You don't have to be destroyed. He granted that you'll be free. That's an enemy. He takes that out of your life so that you can live a righteous life and a holy life, not by your own power, but by his own power. He granted that. He swore to it. He was an oath, a promise, a covenant promise, sealed with the blood of Jesus. And I believe God means his words and he wants to do it if we will stand up and believe. He cannot lie to us. Blessed is she who believed. For there shall be a performance of those things that were spoken to her. If you believe, these things will happen. How? We don't care about that. He'll put it through. That's the important thing. It just depends on whether you want it or not. You know? Do you want to be free? Yes. If you don't want, God won't bother with you. He just let you be but if you want it and you really want it he'll give it to you you remember the story of the guy who was born blind or the guy who not the one who was born blind but the guy who was uh, at the road beg, uh, begging and jesus came by and he was saying jesus thou son of david have mercy upon me and jesus called him and said okay come and everybody said to him be of good cheer; he's calling for you in other words your troubles are over we don't care what you got he's calling for you now it's over fellow just rejoice he'll take care of your problem and they all knew what was going to take place i like to be around the man <laughs> to see those things we still see them But then the guy who got so excited, threw his garment away, got to Jesus, and he was quiet. And Jesus said, okay, what do you want me to do for you? You got to want it. Amen. What do you want? You got to receive it. Amen. You got to receive it. That's what God wants for us. There's a lot of benefits with righteousness and holiness. The reason why God is saying he's delivering us from our enemy so we can serve him in righteousness and holiness. Because the Bible says, God blesses the righteous and surrounds the righteous with favor as a shield. I believe he surrounds the righteous with favor. God has something special for a righteous person. So he wants you to have righteousness. The Bible says the desires of a righteous man shall be granted. While others are falling, God protects the righteous man. And when there is this thing in your life, then you're shielded from all of that. God can't do much in your life. So God wants us righteous because that's the real problem. And righteousness is only from the Lord Jesus. Now, I'm going to go further. Did you know that? I know you know this, but Jesus... Jesus, Jesus' birth was first revealed to what group of people? Shepherds. Shepherds. It was a good statement. Jesus was, God was announcing to the shepherds, the true shepherd has arrived. Amen? He's the good shepherd. The Bible says they were out in the field watching over their flock by night making sure that they were okay, they're sleeping well, and everything is fine. The flock, sleeping, but the shepherds, watching. That's Jesus for us. Amen? I'd like you to know this. For those that come into the kingdom of God, if you have, if you have a heart to help people in the kingdom and to see them progress in their faith, God will begin to reveal secrets to you. Just staying in church and doing nothing, just getting blessed and living, He's not going to deal with you much. He reveals His secrets to shepherds. Amen? He reveals things to people who want to help. Others get to know the Master, make sure they are okay. He blesses them. He increases them. Have a shepherd's heart, even though you are not a pastor. Amen. Many times what we want to do is say, well, if I become a pastor, then I can be a shepherd. No, you don't even have the heart. You can be. Let God develop in you a shepherd's heart. And then he will begin to show you secrets of life so that you can shepherd these people. I believe that's why, that's my belief, that's why God chose the shepherds first. to reveal. They understand what it means to be a shepherd. And that's what the Son of God was coming to do to the world. And Jesus announced it. I am the good shepherd. Not just the shepherd. He's the good one. Amen? But I'd like you to look into the message that the angels came, uh, brought to the shepherd. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10 through 14, it says, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid to the shepherds. Be not, do not be afraid, but, for behold, I bring you good tidings. I'm bringing you good news. This morning, I'm bringing you good news from the Lord God. Good tidings of great joy. We shall be to what? All people. That's, that's you, right? Good tidings of great joy to every man. This is going to be great for me. This is going to be great for you. That's what the the word of God is saying. This is good news. This is something to rejoice about. This means, hey, life's going to be great from now on. But when you walk around and watch Christians, you wonder, what's really going on here? Amen. They don't believe the word, okay? The word means nothing to them they stay with what what they've heard and their experience experiencing life this is good news it says in verse 12 and this will be the sign to you you will find a babe uh, wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger it was one angel that appeared first to them but all of a sudden the bible says and suddenly there was with the angel this one angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. You know, it's fun to watch angels have a party. Amen. (laughs) These angels were having a party for us. Amen. For us. Maybe we don't understand, but they were excited for us. Something good coming to us. And angels were rejoicing for us. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace. That's Shalom. That means prosperity, peace, goodwill towards all men. If anything is happening in your life and you consider it bad, it's not God's will for your life. Only what is good. If you're confused, Having problems and can't resolve this. That didn't start come from God. But God came with the message of good news. A good news, a good will to, towards men. His will for your life is good. If you don't understand the will, why don't you read the will? Huh? <laughs> this is his will. He's good. Read the will. Believe the message. Act on the message. And watch God transform your life. He'll do it really slowly, people won't even recognize. And then after a while their eyes are open. Oh my God. How did you how did this happen? You tell them it was the Lord. Amen. I'm gonna close with this. Wise men still seek God. Amen. We're not talking about three wise men, okay? Wise men still seek the Lord today. Uh those wise men appeared to see Jesus and they brought their gifts. I believe Jesus was already about two years old. So Jesus saw them and recognized they were, you know, wise men, probably kings. And Jesus saw their gifts. He was two years old about because the Bible says that they they saw his star. That's the day he was born. And they came. They knew he was born on that day. And so they came and uh, Herod wanted to know exactly when they saw the star. And they said, well, about two years back we saw it. And we traveled all the way to seek this king. Guess what they came to do? To worship him. To worship him and to give him gifts. We were born to worship this king. If you haven't given all to worship him, you don't know what you're missing. You were created to worship him. If you are wise, you'll come to worship before him. You will kneel. When they came, you can just imagine it. Here is a, about a two year old kid standing, and these men in their kingly robes, and they go down before the boy. To worship. And he doesn't say a word staring at them. It's the king. Amen. They worship him. We ought to worship him too. And we ought to always bring him gifts. You don't ever come before a king, not the king of kings without a gift in your hand to give to him. Not just an offering that we say always oh, offering time. No. Recognize who you're coming before. do it right with the right attitude the heart of worship so that God will begin to pour into your life and the first act of worship is to give your life totally to him amen would you bow your head with me this morning Is anyone here, I believe there are some here, you want to make a total commitment to Christ. You want to know him better. Maybe you haven't dedicated everything or there are problems in your life and you want to give everything to him. If that's you and I want to pray with you. Say, God, I have this problem in my life. I need your help. I want to buy into the Savior today. I need you to help me. Would you put your hand up? You're giving everything to him. You put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you very much. Is there any other person? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Would you stand with me this morning? Thank you, Lord. You know the message. And what Jesus has done for us, I want you to go into the Word, find those promises, and believe them, and begin to speak them. If your situation contradicts what the Word says, push that situation aside and begin to stand on God's Word. Please lift your hands up to the Lord this morning. Say, God, I thank you for these great promises. Thank you for sending Jesus. Now I know my shepherd is here with me. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. Life is going to be good from now on. Because Emmanuel is here. God with us. My God is with me. Thank you, Lord. Father, I speak your blessings upon your people today. They've heard your word. Let that word go deep into your spirit. It's the word of faith. Lord, that they will excel in every area of life. In the name of Jesus. Make them a blessing as you've already pronounced in your word. Thank you, Father. And for those that lifted up their hands, God, reveal yourself more, even more to them. Give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. And we will be strengthened with all might in our inner man. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you. We're dismissed.